It's the Athlete Podcast. We have one of my favorite human beings on the show today, Taylor Lujan. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm, I'm outstanding. It's 75 and sunny again. How about Northern Iowa? Well, it's 45 and sunny. All right. 45 is, is not bad for, for December. No, it's not bad at all, but January, February, that's when it's going to kick in the nuts. Yeah, that's a tough go. It's a yeah. tough go. Uh, walking from the car to the wrestling room in January and February. I, I it's gotta be different now that you're not in college, right? Um, because I can remember like I like I don't I don't remember like not seeing the sun like ever. Yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be like that again here soon. See, I never had a hard time going to class like in the spring or fall, but like as soon as winter hit, I'd have to walk like a mile across campus to get to a class. I'm like, I might, I might skip that one today. You know, yeah. it's a brutal, brutal walk. There is, it, it is unforgiving, unforgiving. And for a Georgia boy, yeah, having to deal with that, what was that like? Your first winter in Cedar Falls. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I don't know. Doug just told us he's like, wear layers. I was like, okay. But then when the wind's blowing in your face, there's just not too many like layers you can wear, you know. But I've gotten better. So I'm definitely like I've I've switched. So like back in Georgia when the summer hit, I was like a lot better at the heat. And now I'm a lot better in the winter. But like if it gets above 90, I'm melting. Like I feel terrible. So I'm like a 180. So I need to get like kind of my Georgia toughness back, just like barn burner days you remember like the old compound like it's just a tin bucket in there you're boiling yeah, yeah. so it, it's funny trying to explain some of the things that we did to people now taylor they have a hard time believing that i would torture like so I, it's funny we just got off a podcast with Jaden ironman and and i was telling him i got soft as a coach i used to torture those like you were around during those days when I would bring a, a squad down to Georgia yeah. and torture folks. And look, I like, I'd like to think that it's just me getting softer in my old age and my daughter has softened me in general. But um, I think it's kind of the way of the sport. And I, I don't think it's a bad thing <laughs> in every respect. Do you see that across the, the, the country or is it just me getting soft? The sport softening up or like individual? Meaning, no, I mean, just like as, like, look, man, we used to train for 24 hours straight. Yeah. <laughs> you, you were in those lockins, man. Yeah. Um, I don't see too many people doing those anymore. I don't know. I think we were just dumb enough, though, too. Fair I think enough. we had to bridge the gap of not being good wrestlers and do stupid workouts, you know? Like, if we were better at wrestling, we would have to get away with that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, you don't think that that's like across the board though. Like there were, look, I mean, there, I know for, for us here in Poway, we're taking a far more scientific approach. Like those guys were off on Wednesday. I don't remember. I don't remember 
in high school when I was coaching at a, at a club level ever their their high school teams ever giving them a Wednesday before competition off. Yeah. I feel like in high school we were definitely on all the time. But I don't know. Like do you why do you think that's coming around? I think that there is so much data now around mm-hmm. rest and whether that be, you know, active recovery, sauna, cold plunge, yeah. sleep, sleep habits, or whether that just be like mental freshness. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that there's a lot of data out there just to support. Look, these kids need a break. And especially yeah. at a high level, man. Right. Like you're doing it at a, at a, at a senior level. Mm-hmm. You ain't going 12 days in a row. There's no way. No. I mean, but you miss a workout here and there, but there's still something like satisfies your training. Right. Like I still do stupid workouts with Doug, mm-hmm. not for maybe the benefit of it used to be, but just, I enjoy doing those workouts with him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like it fills my cup that way, but in a training sense, I don't think it's really doing much except maybe pushing your boundaries. But it just fulfills something, you know what I'm saying? Like doing stupid workouts, like we really enjoy doing it here. And I don't know why. I think oh. it's like you're so like all your like like your masks are all down. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, like when you're in hard scrap. And, like, I think you are who you are at that point. Like, if you're, like, screw you or, like, brotherly love, whatever it is, I feel like you are who you are. So, like, being able to pull those walls down during those hard workouts, it's, like, it's addictive. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You get uh, – I, I would agree with you. It is um, – it's an interesting thing because and, – and I think – and this is maybe um, – biased when i say this because I, I do love doug and lee so much i think that they uh, they bring that out in people more than anyone else i've ever seen yeah because rogue's a crazy sob too oh yeah you know he's just a lot quieter about it oh yeah, for yeah. sure he's crazy talk to me about roper man like like I'm going to get to some Schwab stories, but yeah, yeah. tell me about why you think Roper's a crazy son of a bitch. I don't know, man. Just how his mind ticks. Like he's the most consistent guy I've been around, right? He thinks about the sport. He loves the sport. He'll do anything for his athletes. You know, he always has thinking of new ways to approach it, new techniques, you know, but he individualizes to the athlete, right? So like if you need to do hard, stupid workouts, okay, we'll put that in your training. If you're a technique guy, we'll put that in your training, right? So it's so individualized across the board. Hmm. I, don't, I don't think anyone spends more time thinking about the sport and thinking about his athletes too, you know? I mean, just tons of notebooks of like, how this workout go today, how this workout go today. I mean, he still has mine from all the way, shit, sixth grade, seventh grade, you know? Yeah. I, just I, saw, a- I just saw Joel Shaw's reaction to that, and that's not bullshit. No, like that's not bullshit. Like the dude has buckets and cases of of things that are written down about his athletes, and that is an impressive, impressive thing. But he, it, it's not just the intellect, because mm-hmm. because that's there, right? Yeah, he pours more of himself into his athletes. Mm-hmm. than most folks 
Can you talk to me about that a little bit? I don't know, because it's just we have a weird, not a weird relationship. We have a different relationship because like I've known him for so long. Right. So like when I first met him, he's a lot bigger, right. Had a little more hair and had a lot more back issues. I remember he drove this old Dodge pickup truck, right. He pulled into practice and he's just like pissed off because he was teaching at the time and he just marches into practice and I'm in sixth grade. I'm like, Oh God, he looks like he's mad today. And my dad's like, all right, get out of the truck, go. It's like, okay. And going to now, like, I, I don't know, man. He's far more zen now than he ever was. For sure. But I've definitely seen different sides of him. Like, I remember he never cursed. Right. So my first year, you and I, when he was up here and he started cursing, I was like, I mean, it made me uncomfortable until I was a senior, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it, he is – he is such an interesting cat and i, I yeah. guess we go on all day about rope but you got another interesting cat in doug schwab oh yeah tell me about the first time he got you in the sauna so i don't know if i'm supposed to, i told this story one time to like a newspaper and doug got on me for telling it but i don't know if it really matters but the reason i committed to you and i right of course the relationships and everything but after this workout i committed right away it was me Doug, Dylan Peters, Jake Hodges in the sauna. And he's like, all right, we got a thousand kettlebell swing kettlebell swings between the four of us. Go. And I'm 18. I was like, oh, okay. You know, and I'm the tallest one in the group by a foot. You know, Dylan Peters come up my shoulder. Jake Hodges a little above. And so we're doing kettlebell swings in the sauna. And then I think we got in the cold tub afterwards. And I told Dylan, I was like, yep, I'm coming here. Like, I don't know. It's just like after that workout, I'm like, yep, I'm definitely coming here. You know, we've continued to do stupid workouts like that over the last eight to nine years. You want to tell everybody what fun balls are? Fun balls? Oh, yeah. So all fun ball is just you pick a ball up, you put it over your shoulders. But you add extra stress by being in a sauna. And then uh, did you ever do it with the cards? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do with the cards. The first time, Joe Shaw, the first time. No, it was the second time I was in Cedar Falls. The first time was like what, what I like to consider my initiation. Because I, I guess I, I, I sat in song with, with Doug for a while and we were bullshitting. But I think the, the second time I came to Cedar Falls, Doug Schwab texted me. He goes, hey, do you want to play cards? I'm like, sure. <laughs> and and uh, I I go, all right. He, he goes, well, just meet me at West Jam at this time. And Bring parachutes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So there's a hundred pound medicine ball in the sauna waiting for me. And you pick up the first card. And if you, you're wrong about the color, you have to choose whether it's going to be red or black. If you're wrong, then you have to do the number of fun balls that it says on the card. Uh, face cards are 10 and aces are 22. Uh, Joker's 22. Joker's 22. What are they, yeah. 11? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, and I can I can remember going, uh, what have I got myself into? And Roper, Roper walks in about, he peeks his head in about 30 seconds, you know, or 30 minutes into the workout. He looks at me and goes, you're fucking nuts. And he just walked out. <laughs> but here's the thing, like, he's right there doing him with us. You know, before his back was like, as bad as it is, like he would do them with us. Mm-hmm. Which is probably he why he had a bad back. Probably. 
probably <laughs> i didn't touch a fun ball for two years because like my bag was messed up and i was like hey, this is probably about time but like he'll he'll uh doug will get on kicks of workouts right so we got like uh new you know the scheme machines mm -hmm. he got really big into those so i mean for like three months straight we're doing ski workouts because he'd be like hey doug you want to work out on sunday yeah yeah he'll text you a time you come in it's like all right we're gonna do so this is what we've been doing so you have 20 seconds to get 100 meters right and then you have 40 to get 200, so on and so forth. So the highest anyone's be able to get is 800 meters in what? Two, two minutes, 40 seconds? Mm -hmm. But you pyramid up, right? And you have like whatever the time is and a half to recover. Oh. It's just stupid. But then it becomes a game and a challenge and like you actually enjoy it. So like I just finally got like seven. And I was like over the moon about it. You know, and Doug had gotten a seven uh, a month earlier. I was like, finally, I got it. You know, this 45-year-old man is just whooping my ass in these workouts. And I'm, like, super happy if I can even, like, come close or beat him one day. He's a psychopath. He's a psychopath. In, in the best way possible. Truly. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, I've never met anyone who cares about his athletes as much as Doug does. You know, just will do anything for you. Mm -hmm. I think he'd bury a body for you. I think Rope would do the same thing too, though. Oh, I know. I mean, I've heard. <laughs> we got so many pig farms around here. We get a body. <laughs> Joe Saw, go ahead, man. What do you say? Uh, Joe Saw, you I was go ahead. just, I was just like laughing at the fact that you know how uh, there's that whole adage of like you you crave things that you have in your childhood, like food and things like that. It sounds like Taylor must have had some very hard workouts when he was a small child and coming up and now he just like can't get enough of it maybe i don't know try to me old i mean me and my old man would wrestle and he'd beat the hell out of me maybe it's that just like the feeling of uh i don't know i, I do think it's like once you do those hard workouts like you are your true self to a fault yeah. right like how react how you react it's almost like when you're drunk like you ever met someone when they like get pretty tuned up like they're yeah. love fun like fun to be around or or they're mean and they're nasty and they're exactly whatever, right right i think workouts do the same thing i think it just takes that layer off of you like you are who you are how are you going to react right yeah. like are you getting like your ass kicked in the corner over there and you're trying to fight or are you just like yep today's one of those days you know what you i'm know, saying it's funny that you bring that up because i'm trying to get to that point with my son mm -hmm. more often because he's got a gas tank on like yeah. a, he's got a look look he's got a gnarly gas tank on like he can oh, go yeah. like if nothing else like i ain't saying he's the greatest wrestler in the world but the kid can go right yeah. he's got he's got he's got a motor on the problem is with that is that it's harder to get him to that point yeah Do you see well, what i'm saying well, like, like point of exhaustion the point of like all right this is who you really are yeah, right? yeah. this is you 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 some bitch like like you know I, I can't break them in the room anymore it's really hard to break them in the room huh? i mean i guess i could because i but i'm not <laughs> there are rules against that as it turns yeah. out <laughs> <laughs> you know Dyfus. Oh, Johnny Law might be coming for you. <laughs> right. I might be, uh, yeah, have some bracelets on. But no, I mean, it, it's hard to break him in the room now because because mm -hmm. we got kids that'll beat the dog shit out of him. Like, we got a good wrestling team here. Yeah. And, but 
you ain't gonna break them. Yeah, like it's just not. So what I'm doing now is putting them in the cold water. And boy, like cold water? oh no, oh no, we're Southern California, son. Oh boy, oh boy, does that get them in thirty seconds? <laughs> so. Come up is there like anything else that you would suggest? Well, no, I just wanted to get in the cold water in the morning, right? So yeah. it's every morning before seven. That's tough. It's, it's not easy. It's yeah, but like easy. that, that discipline sucks. Every yeah. morning, you know, yeah. having, well, I mean, you guys don't have to do it, but like imagine here, like, yeah, break up your ice every morning. So, we, no, there's ice in our, in our cold plunge uh-huh. um, every morning. And, but no, have you seen where people have like a horse trough? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like yeah. a free winter, they'll break her up. Yeah, you, you that's a, that's a different level because mm-hmm. the air is kicking your ass as well as the water. Yeah. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is how would you go about because he ain't gonna break him on a wrestling man. The kid just first of all, he loves to wrestle, so he'll just do it all day. And mm-hmm. everybody in the room that's a year old or two years older than him is whooping his ass. So he ain't gonna break him on that. Yeah. How would you how would you go about breaking the part if you were me? How would I go about breaking your son? I don't know, man. I mean, I think hard workouts, I think hard workouts get a lot out of you. I mean, what does he hate doing? That cold water's a son of a bitch. Cold like water? He, yeah, but the, the burpees too. Like he does not like burpees. So maybe we yeah. do we do some burpee workouts. I don't know, man. Like, I, I, it's hard to get it out of them. Mm-hmm. Like we got it out of you, and part part of that is because I was doing those twenty four hour workouts with you. Yeah, you know. So yeah, it's a it's a tricky thing, man. It, it's a tricky thing. You know, he he still to this day says he's going to be a panther for sure. So he oh, better God. start. No, for real, he does. Like yeah. he wrote it. He wrote it on his thing. Uh, the guidance counselor gave him whatever. Yeah. Like, like I'm going to you and I. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you don't even know what that means yet. <laughs> Old your boy. He's a freshman. Freshman. Mm-hmm. How's uh How's coaching him? Has that changed? The older he's gotten. Yeah, I don't like it. You don't like coaching him? Just- no, I'd rather be dad right now. If I'm gonna be yeah. honest with you, um, I don't love it. Uh, I don't know. I, uh, he. I think likes it, you know, like like, the, the dynamic of it. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, there's a big part of me that just wants to be more dad though. Right. Yeah. Like, so, you know what, Lou, I, I, I have, um, in the last year, I think it has gotten a lot better Okay. because he sees guys that are ranked two, three, four in the country coming up to me and asking me for advice and mm. oh dad must know a little bit <laughs> you know i actually know some things yeah and, and he sees me wrestling with him and, and stuff like that so yeah um I how's think it how's it work at home i'm just curious it's really not easy when he starts yeah. drilling on my wife like hey what if i i'm like hey bud let's put it away right now yeah let's yeah. put it away right now because and and we've and again we've gotten we have gotten better at that because the rule generally generally is it stops in the truck 
Okay. Like it stops in the truck. It, we do not bring this to the table. But my wife is a psychopath. So she's crazy. She's like, you know, she's the one that's like, what's your weight like? Are you, okay. you know, what what tournament are you going to this weekend? Because it's it's different for varsity A, for varsity yeah. B, and JV, and freshman. And, you know, so what, how did you do against this kid in the room today? And yeah, so yeah. she, like, you know, I, I can't deny her that because I get that in the truck and I get that and I see it in practice. So I know, <laughs> well, she has to get it out of them. So generally the rule is it stops in the truck. Um, it's kind of interesting in high school when I became a freshman. So it was my dad taking me to practice all the time, you know, mm-hmm. and then it switched to my mom. It was way more me, and my mom, and my mom would take me to tournaments and this, that, and the other. And, it's weird how it kind of shifted there. Why Not that my dad didn't care. He cared too much sometimes, you know. Oh. But it's weird how it just kind of shifted. But I think he knew he had to take the the step back because he kind of just handed me over a rope. He's like, all right, he's yours. You take care of him. I'm a fallback, you know. I wonder if that was easy for him. What do you think? Probably not. But, like, it's weird, man. Now I do not like talking about wrestling with my dad. Really? I just, I don't know. Well, I like to step away from it. Like the most fun I've had with my old man sometimes is just shooting the breeze about like cars, right? Like when I think it was when COVID got canceled, I drove home. Me and my girlfriend, now wife, drove to Georgia and we changed the brake pads on my sister's Jeep. And it was the most fun I had with my dad in a long time. That's pretty dope. But I think he, he wore a lot of the stress too. You know, like if I lost, he was upset more than I was. So I was one that was like, hey, fucking cool it yeah right you know what i'm saying yeah uh, well well when when did that come when did when did that hey man hey enough enough when did what year did that come senior year high school uh, no no college oh really yeah i i uh very respectful of my dad right so like i didn't really tell him you know it's yes sir no sir i know what you're saying and then there'd be certain little spurts of like i'd snap back and then be like okay I'm glad i saw that out of you but there was one time in Vegas, I didn't have a good Vegas tournament, and he was upset, and I was upset too. And I was like, hey, we're fucking done with it. We're not pounding anymore. We're going to get a good meal, and we're going to go our ways. We're done with it. You know, and it was like the best thing. Because, like, I see how it wears on my mom too, you know? Yeah, she's got to deal with him. <laughs> yeah, she's got to deal with a fucking bear. No, but... <laughs> I think that was the best thing he ever did for me, man. And then I was so fortunate again to have Roper, Fretwell, uh, Ryan Willman, who's my – somehow, like, we had an assistant coach who coached at West Point as our high school coach in Carrollton, Georgia. And he was great for me. Beat the shit out of me all the time, you know. Yeah, he was yeah, awesome. Yeah. So I had so many, like, great people I could fall back on, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny – you say that, right? Harold uh, in Georgia, who's you, know, you got a West Point coach coaching, like not typical, probably. No, but here's what I'm finding what is typical is guys that are in your situation always seem to have the same stories. Look, I'm 74 years old, bro. I will tell you that there's, I'm still involved with this sport because I've had amazing, not good, not great, amazing coaches mm-hmm. throughout my entire life. Like all the people that are still lifers in this sport, they're the ones that had great coaching coming up. 
Yeah. The psychopath dad generally instills a level of disdain for this mm-hmm. sport that doesn't go away. It's hard to wipe that off, man. You see so, a ton of it, like you so much. So much. Like I help out a club here, and you just see it, and you're like, hey, man, this doesn't matter. Who gives a shit about AAU State right now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then, like, I was there, too, so I'm like, this is everything. You know, what's the – this means everything. So now that you're working with young ones – Yeah. Because this is where I'm at right now. This is where I'm at with him. And my wife tries – like, she and I kind of butt heads on this. How do I explain to both my son and my wife, no one gives a shit what you did at the Christmas tournament in December of your freshman year? No one. No one. Yeah. Doug Schwab, Lee Roper, John Smith, Tom Brands, Kale Sanderson has never, ever once called me and be like, what do you do with that Christmas tournament? That one. <laughs> Not never. Yeah. Not never. So. How do I explain that without taking away or devaluing yeah. the importance of like, hey, it is freaking important to the kid. Like the yeah. kid, the kid is like, if he loses, he's bummed. He's psyched if he wins. And and like he threw away his his so he his first high school tournament was mm-hmm. this past weekend. He lost to a nationally ranked kid in the semis and wrestled back for third and beat a guy that he lost to a week before. And he took, he took third, and it's pretty, pretty good, right? Yeah. He threw the freaking bronze medal away, and, his, and my my wife was pissed. But it's a good thing, right? Like there's a certain amount of it. It's a good thing. It's like, yeah, we're hungry for more, right? We want more, but you gotta be satisfied at the end of the day too. It's a yeah. weird fine line of being like obsessive and then like not giving a shit. It's hard. Mm. Like, how are you to- dealing with it? Because it's not. It, how are you dealing with that? I've started to go on the other end, man. Like I, none. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, like when I'm 40, like, is it gonna matter? No. Right? Like, are my kids really gonna care about how I did at the Bill Farrell? Now it doesn't take away how hard I compete, but it just takes the added anxiety off, right? Like, no, I'm just gonna go out there and compete as hard as I want to, as hard as I can. And I'm doing this because I want to. I'm not doing this because I have to, right? When I'm 40 and I'm doing whatever, unless it's wrestling related, no one's going to give a shit how well I can hit high crotch. They'll put you in jail for that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there is that. There you is know, that. Unless you're in a bar fight, who's going to care how good your seatbelt is? But you just do it as well as you can because that's who you are as a person, right? It's like, there's- I know I'm coming to an end of my wrestling career and I'm just enjoying it now, right? Like, Man, I love this sport. It's done so much for me. It's got me to Iowa. I met my wife. I have lifetime lifetime friends. Like, what more can you ask for? Just because I didn't win a little bit more? Get the fuck out of here. Who cares? It makes my it makes my soul so happy because we lose it. We lose that. We lose that so often. No one gives a shit. It is about the relation. Here's why I love wrestling. It, yeah, it's. I'm sure you know. How many guys you know that are phenomenal, but you're like, I don't want to be around you. Oh, you shit. You're shit. know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, I've met great guys at camps. I'm like, man, you're a great dude. Like, I had no idea. And I've met guys at camps. I'm like, I don't want to be around you. Yeah. Yeah. 
how is that how is that um approach to wrestling kind of translated to how you compete has it has it made you been more carefree or anything along those lines yeah yeah you know it's like uh the weight's off your back a little bit you know it's not so much life and death you're like yeah man i just love doing this i want to do it because i enjoy it and i like it doesn't take the passion away right but it's like you get beat like okay like your wife still love you yeah, nothing's going to change. You know, I think almost I used to put so much life and death in NCAAs. You know, your family comes out to watch you and you don't perform the way you want to. And then next thing you know, it's like, God, they probably hate me. You're like, oh, no, I hate me. You know, but the issue I'm, the equation. <laughs> I, I'm the issue here. You I'm know? the psychopath. Like, we were just talking about this the other day, me, Roper and Parker about self-love and how you need to love yourself and be able to actually want to help yourself, you know, like how destructive you can be without even knowing it. It's wild. Well, you know, Lee and I talk about that a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, he spent some time out of here. He nearly, he damn near killed himself. Not in the in the literal going to commit suicide way. I mean, yeah, yeah. In, a, in a figurative like, he almost put himself into the ground trying to get Parker a national title. Yeah, dude, I mean, his workload it's it's unbelievable, right? Like people don't realize how much he pours into. Now, I'm I, I'm sure a lot of NCAA coaches do. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure, but I'm just telling you that the guy that sat on my couch for a week and didn't mm -hmm. move two weeks after NCAAs was a a recovering man you know and that was really cool to see because it, it gives and it, it's hard to explain that to my son or my my wife because they don't know everything that goes into it but mm -hmm. Aaron Brooks is really good at wrestling yeah he's Dude, really, really, really 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 good at wrestling and and it takes everything to beat a guy like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, man, because people don't realize just how much emotional toll that kind of stuff takes. And when you see it up close, yeah, you have a serious respect for the coaching staff that you guys have put together over there. So let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Do you think, that 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 investment that you get from Schwab and Roper and the staff at UNI is the reason that generally, with the, with the exception of Teske, guys don't enter the portal from UNI, right? Like, I mean, Parker Keckheisen, I am certain without having any direct knowledge, was has been contacted with NIL deals. I am certain of it. Yeah. Okay. So like, you, no one has to tell me that. Yeah. Right? It's uh, we'll talk about it before, man. Like you're not going to meet a more loyal group, right? Like Doug will do anything for you. Like almost not to a fault, but like he loves and cares about all of us. And we give it the same way to him, right? Like whatever you need, Doug, whatever you need, you know, you see him jump in the corner, like hooting and hauling. You're like, hell yeah, I'll do anything for this guy. Right. He just, he's such a good guy. And I don't know if people know it because like his antics, right? Like, he chirps, but he is who he is. There's no blowing smoke. He's a straight shooter, and I think guys love that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, 
but we're in we're in a era of go get the bag yeah but that's hard isn't it like if someone's offering you three hundred thousand dollars i ain't mad at them for going that's I'm what not, i'm saying i'm not like, mad at shane griffith i'm not mad yeah. at him like back in the day though like when it was like guys are just leaving i'm like it's all about loyalty it's all about loyalty but now they're throwing money out that's like life-changing money it's oh, different yeah. i'm not mad at them i'm just saying that parker Keckheisen. i don't know that there was three hundred thousand dollars on the table but i know there was it was more than zero and i'm, I'm pretty sure. sure it would have changed his life yeah but he's still he's still a panther and that to me is like yeah. that's the, the shining example i try to put that and and like again i am not faulting bernie truax i'm really not no I'm I mean, not. why would you not go to that room right no as a, as an upper weight yeah for I sure mean, you, know. You, you know so it's like i can't fault these guys no but there's something that is i don't know um encouraging uh about a guy like parker yeah staying in a purple singlet i think a piece of it too it puts a chip on your shoulder it's like all right we're gonna do it here i'm gonna do it with this group of guys and it is gonna be what's gonna be you know what i'm saying like there is a little bit of point of pride like i think i can't speak for parker but myself it's like well i'd rather do it here than anywhere else because this group of guys means the most to me you know what i'm saying like, I don't know the, the day, that's kind of what matters. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, man. I haven't talked to Parker about it, but I just know, man, we, I enjoy being around him. He enjoys being around all of us, and it's interesting. But it's hard, man. Like, uh, who's the guy who stayed 84 pounds, right? Like, was he Clarion? Something like that. Um, I'm, I'm sure they threw quite a bit of money at him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. I mean, yeah. you throw life-changing money at people like, yeah, I'm gonna go this way. Because yeah. I feel like you know it's all about loyalty and loyalty. And then Thomas Gilman had a great quote when he uh when he left the hockey wrestling club when Penn State's like, I'm loyal to myself. I'm loyal yeah. to myself, God, and my family. And I'm like, yeah. Makes but sense. it's still a, it's still a balancing act, right? Like if you're too loyal to a fault, that's on you. You lose out. Yeah, you, you can lose out for sure. But um, if you're not, not loyal guys are like, I don't really trust you too much. Right, like it's like we're always trying to balance these these things. You know what else too? If we're going to be completely honest, I mean, if we're going to be completely honest, how many times has it really worked out? Okay, it worked out for Thomas, right? But I'm yeah. talking about at a college level. Like, how many guys have taken that six year, graduated from an institution, put themselves in in in, in the portal, gotten the bag? And then yeah. over, over overachieved from what they did at the original institution. I don't, I don't, I don't know that it's really happened, right? No, I haven't. I mean, some guys are gonna be good anywhere, but like a lot of those six years, man, they're worn down. That's what I'm saying. Six years of college is a long time to do it. Long time. Five years is hard enough, you know. Especially those cats that are in the Big Ten and they're just every freaking week they're just yeah. getting after it like that's a brutal schedule to keep for more than half a decade like what are we talking about but you know what story you heard time and time again it'd be like the guys like well I, I i beat up on the starter they're not giving me a wrestle off i'm gonna leave then they mm -hmm. go and they just don't pan out you see it so i mean that's what the old one was and it's still mm -hmm. 
common, right? Like I'm just gonna report sure. and leave. Yeah. Why do you think that they didn't pan out generally? Are you right? I think they're point fingers and not looking internally. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm not there's something I'm doing that's not allowing me to be the starter. You know what I'm saying? Instead of like, fuck these coaches, I'm gonna get the hell out of here. That's like, all right, we'll bring that attitude to another team. That's not gonna be good either. You're just pointing fingers. You gotta look internal, that stuff. Yeah. And it can be frustrating, man. Sometimes you have the wrong people around you get in your ear, but like, yeah, they aren't treating you right. They're like, God, they're not treating us right either. And you're like, no, you guys are just not looking at the bigger picture. You guys are playing yeah. the victim role a little too much. Yeah, it's tricky, right? Because like, you know, I'm not saying we got a Penn State room in, in Poly, but mm -hmm. we do have guys who are placed in the state tournament that are not going to start 100%. Like I have, I have guys yeah. that, that place in Fargo that aren't going to start 100%. That's tough to keep them here. It really yeah. is. Cause they can go to RB. Uh, they can go to wherever. And, but look at the Lehigh situation. Yeah. 33. That's wild. wild. I mean, it's, a good, it's a good problem to have, but it's also a problem. Crookham is number one in the country right now. He might not start. Yeah. Wild. Wild. I mean, that's a, that's a good wrestler. Just yeah. beat a world champion. Good wrestler. He might not start. Yeah. Might not get the get the nod when it comes time for EIWAs. That's yeah. wild. Like that's so that just brings me to like we have we are in the golden era of wrestling. I truly believe that. Uh -huh. I truly, truly do. Especially especially in, in the US. So what does it feel like? To know that you probably would have made the team already if it was 2009. <laughs> I don't know who's in it. Who's on the team in 2009? 86. Uh, that was probably Herbert, right? Herbert. That guy was tough. He's a world medalist. Oh yeah, I know. I'm just I, I'm I'm just goofing, but you know, it's not like we would have given you the spot. But I'm just saying, like, it's exponentially harder to make yeah. the team now than it ever has been. Yeah. It's What's that like competing with those guys? That's hard, man. Inches and ounces, right? Like we're all looking for, you know, like we're talking about recovery, right? We're all looking for a little bit of an edge there, right? Like what's going to get you just over that hump? What tournaments, camps, training, anything you can do, right? Like all those Penn State guys are really big in their nutrition, right? Like what little edge are you going to find? Mm. But then all those edges have to funnel back into wrestling, right? Like you lift. So you're strong when you wrestle, you eat well. So you have energy to wrestle, you sleep. So you're recovered for wrestling practice. It all has to funnel into one spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's really hard. Cause yeah. sometimes we get caught up in the, well, I got to lift today. Well, if, if, if I'm lifting just to get bigger muscles that can't do much with someone else, in front the of, point, right? what is the freaking point? Yeah. What is the freaking point, dude? Like, this is what are we doing here? Like, I'd much rather get better at wrestling. Um, yeah, it, it becomes a, a balancing act in that regard as well. If you had one avenue that you think you could really improve, whether it be recovery, strength training, um, sleep, nutrition, what what avenue do you think you could really improve on? in the next for the, the rest of the cycle me personally yeah uh probably mental i'd say like i do a good job with my sleep i do a good job with my diet wrestle all the time probably uh probably mental work 
I don't know what aspects of it too. It's gotten a lot better than it used to be. So maybe I need to do a little soul searching and like, where do I need to, cause I think I'm doing a good job and I think I'm doing a real good job, man. Like I really believe in my training and everything I'm doing here, you know, maybe deal with the anxieties. Like so sometimes I just sit on the couch and I was getting nervous about wrestling. I'm like, well, that's kind of a weird thing to do, but maybe I think cause I give a shit, yeah. you know, Hard not to. I wake myself up. I wake myself up. Yeah. Where it's like you, you just lay in bed and you're like, I got to do something, right? I got to do something. But it's good. I think if I lose that, then I should be done. Probably time to hang them off, huh? Yeah. Right. Like the uncertainty, that's been the hard part, right? But this whole sport's uncertain. It's like, yeah, like you're not guaranteed anything. Because, dude, like, I'm telling you, I think I've put in a tremendous amount of work in the last four years, and I haven't got nearly what I want. So I got two choices. I keep putting the same work in, you know, tweaks and things here and there, or I'm just done, right? So it's like I believe in my work. I'm going to keep on doing it. That thing's going to hit, you know, and that's me believing myself, believing my coaches, believing the people I'm around. I'm doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it just takes a long time. Fuck, man, it took Doug eight years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So you don't always get to decide when it's your time, but yeah, keep putting the work in, keep putting the work in. And then at the end of the day, be like this, if it doesn't happen, like, damn, I put my best foot forward. I can hang my hat on that. Mm. You know? oh, it's tough to sell that to uh, a kid. For sure, man. Because yeah. like, you know, here's the problem that I have is like, especially at a younger age, we tell these kids, well, if you work hard, you get whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> You're not guaranteed anything. Yeah. You know, so it's helpful. How do you, if you were selling that to a young athlete, how would you, how would you tell them that? Like break that news to them. Like <laughs> you, you get nothing. You get nothing. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I'd probably start early with them. Be like, Hey, this isn't guaranteed. I tell them it ain't guaranteed. And this doesn't matter, you yeah. know. We the guy do. doing open heart surgery, that guy, that matters. Yeah. Me learning how to hit a high crotch doesn't matter. Yeah. In the grand scheme, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's tricky though, right? Because here's the here's the other end of that spectrum. Is like the work matters for like, sure. Putting the work in matters, and like so, man. I, uh, last year I was coaching more with the, the little guys, you know, cause my uh-huh. son was, was down there with them and there was this little girl and she was new to wrestling mm-hmm. and we had some hammers in the room and they put it on her pretty good. Yeah. And they, they, and this little girl, her dad, uh, bronc riders, tough, tough, mm-hmm. dude, tough dude. Um, he kept her in, you know, and I, I remember her crying, you know, she's doing the whole sniffling thing, trying to hold it in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, she, like she's not crying, but she was. Uh-huh. And I would just walk next to her. I say, we do it because it's hard. Yeah. It was today hard. She's like, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm like, we do it because it's hard. Yeah. That's the fun part. The hard part's the fun part. Eventually, I promise you. And you eventually that. she starts sneaking out takedowns, but. That's like one of the best things Doug talked about, right? We would do these hard workouts, and I'm like, you know, doing the head wobbles and you're dragging your knuckles. He's like, good, it's supposed to suck. And like, once you understand that, it's like, 
oh yeah, I'm in the right place. Then you're supposed to get tired of matches. You're supposed to get exhausted in practice, right? Like once you understand that, it's easy. It's like, yes, it's part of it. That was like one of the best things he ever like told us, told me, you know, it's supposed to suck. And it does. And it does every time. That's the beautiful part of life, isn't it? Like if everything is all great, then you wouldn't enjoy it as much. The ugly, the things that suck are, I think, some of the best things, Mm -hmm. you know? That's why that's why I go to Iowa every once in a while just to remind me that's hey, not it makes you, appreciate. you guys out in California got too good. Too never, good. I was just out there at Cal Poly wrestling with Evan Wick. I was like, you guys got it too good out here. It's too it makes that's you stop. Dude, it makes you stop quick, dude. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I was like shorts and t-shirt every day. Every day. You need every some day. you need some below freezing days. I don't. So don't see the sun for I gotta be honest with you, Lou. I love you. Uh, I don't need that in my life anymore. That's good for the soul. <laughs> I give that cold water every morning. I try. I, I'll I'll challenge myself. But God bless you for doing that. I don't know if I have the stones to do that yet. I've thought about getting a horse trough and doing it. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to do it yet. I tell you what, I hey, feel that's, this is the best I've ever felt. That's, that's the one luxury of living somewhere cold, like. I've been wanting to get a cold plunge, but I don't know if you know, but those things are ridiculously expensive. No, oh, yeah. And, no, no, no. You, don't have to, uh, you don't have to spend a lot of money. I do. I spent 150 bucks on mine. You just get a deep freezer. It's so it's, I, I know what you're talking about. Deep buddy, my, so my buddy has the $10,000 one with the jets in it and that kind yeah. of stuff. That some bitch is in the shop more than it's not. Okay. And he <laughs> has to have some, I'm not kidding. The filters going, if you are not scrubbed clean, like you, like the oils from your skin go through that thing. And I'm telling you right now, the filters in that are not equipped to deal with that. Okay. Especially some, you know, olive oil, sweat and Guinea like me, I mean, there's no chance. Okay. So I got $150 deep freezer and I put all the water in it and then I plug it in at night and then I unplug it in the morning and I get in it mm-hmm. and it's 150 bucks. I'm telling you, that's the way to go. It's the only way to do it. Did you have to like seal the inside of that thing at all? I did. I took, I took some silicone caulking to it. And ain't bad at all, though. That's, I mean, it literally. And you know what's funny is like he is in the shop or whatever. He's got somebody that's coming to look at it or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, I got 150 bucks. I'll just get another one. I'm like, I, I can just go get another one. You know, yeah. I, I can have three. You know, maybe all of they're that expensive. I feel like people are just reinventing the wheel. Well, I mean, it's it's a freaking nice machine. Dude. It I mean, is. If man. I'm gonna be honest, all you gotta do is nice spin your arms around. Yeah, no, you get for the sure. Full effect, you know. <laughs> you ain't lying. You ain't lying. Because <laughs> that's exactly what I do. I make like the egg beater with my feet, and I'm like, well, there you go. It's great. Now I'm shivering again. <laughs> that cold tub yeah. is good. It sucks to do it in the winter, right? Because like. You're cold all day. You get in the cold stuff. You leave practice cold. You're just you have so much more skin in the game. So I gotta tell you, you know, like I said, my son and I have been doing it every morning. He texts me even in it was 79 degrees yesterday, and he texts me at lunch. He says, "I am still fucking shivering." No. I mean, <laughs> son of a bitch, it will get you, man. It will get you, and okay. like I. Yeah, it's just like that bone cold. Yeah, through the whole day. So I'll go sauna. 
usually somewhere around 10 a.m. So just a word. Yeah, you got to be careful doing like the long sauna sits again in that cold tub. About yeah. passed out the other day. Who did? Me. Who you did? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I was in, like, just did a long sit. And I got in that, we got an ice barrel. Someone donated to us, right? Uh-huh. Get in that barrel, I dunk, and I'm sitting there. Then, like, you can start, like, feeling your pulse, you know? I started doing, like, head spins. And Doug's in there. He's like, you all right? I was like, what? Like, yeah, it's the room spinning for you too, Doug. So I got to be smarter about that shit. All right, Lou, we got to get you out of here. All right, let's get some quick questions in. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite wrestling shoe of all time? Uh, Combat Speeds. Yes! Combat Speeds. That's a great one. shoe. It's a great shoe. Great shoe. I used to have these old ones I wore when I was a freshman or sophomore, like the old John W's. They had like the spider on the bottom of them. Uh-huh. Those are pretty cool. Yeah, I wish I had a pair of those. Yeah. Everything would be all right in the world if you had a pair of those. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, if you had a magic wand and you could wave it and change one thing about the sport of wrestling, what would it be? I'm real fucking pissed off about the reaction time right now in folk style. Oh. Oh, That's I pissing like that. me off. Yeah. The reaction yeah. time. Just what is the reaction time? Has anyone put a label like on it? Five seconds. It feels like it. Yeah. Not great. Not great. Oh, Hand yeah. touches. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we can't go back to that, but yeah. okay. You like three point takedown? Uh, I still need more data, but I think it's changing things. It's blowing match wide open, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it changes dual moves in a big, big bad way, right? Mm-hmm. Like so it. It's it's way easier to get a major decision than it was a, lot, a year ago. So that's number one. Um, yeah, I want to see how it plays out, but I but I, I I think that if you look at Vegas, right? If you look mm-hmm. at CKLB, there were so many different upsets. Yeah, and I think it's going into. It's it's adding to the amount of upsets, which is good, by the way. Yeah, that's having upsets is a very very good thing. I think this is maybe in the Missouri duel, but I had Jake Hodges just put us in group chat. He's like, so if you take it, if it's overtime, you take a guy down to his back. Does your riding time keep going? So if we're in overtime, you take him down to my back. You can still get the major, couldn't you? Oh shit. Oh wow! I didn't Is he on that. Oh shit! It makes the match so crazy. Like normally, you'll watch a match and you're like, "Oh, it's a you know six point match or four point match." Like I know what's gonna happen, and now yeah. you're like, "Oh, it's a seven point match." Like one takedown to his back, and you're like, "Oh wow!" Like yeah, you're right back into match. it. You just busted my mind. Hodge, that that is some Hodges shit, though. He would he would bring that up. Yeah. I think it's like it happened in maybe a Missouri match. I didn't see it, but like takedown overtime held the guy there for a while, but like could have possibly got the major. That's wild. I, I read somewhere, uh, unrelated to wrestling, but they were talking about sports being, I think it was like soccer being low scoring, and they were talking about football. And they were like, football isn't that high scoring of a sport. It's like right. three to two. Yeah. But one score is worth seven points or three yeah, yeah, yeah. points. So it seems like it's a lot of scoring and a lot of action. And it seems mm-hmm. like wrestling is going a little bit that way with the new scoring. 
Yeah. No, I, I don't know that about that because they change like so an escape. I think the, the concept behind it was the escape was 50% was worth 50% of a takedown. I don't think that is valid. Mm-hmm. An escape being worth 33% of a takedown. Well, that makes more logical sense. It's it's it should be three times harder. Yeah. Um so you like it in the sense of like reversals too. Say again. Like in for reversals, right? So a reversal is what sixty sixty six percent of a takedown. Take like yeah. I like that. Yeah, that it makes, makes sense. sense. Makes sense. I get that. Like that logically over the course of the years that I've spent on this spinning rock watching this dumb sport, that makes sense, right? Like that 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 logically equates to me. I, I just never understood why you know a takedown was you know, only 50% more than yeah. the skating, which I didn't, but, but again, like it's, it's adding a wrinkle that like Joel said, like, well, there's more, there's maybe less strategy involved. I don't know, uh, yeah. but that, that's, that's kind of cool though. Right. Cause it's adding to the upsets and upsets mm-hmm. is something that we really need more of in this sport. Yeah. desperately desperately need more of um so yeah i think it's it's a good thing uh so far right i mean cool. we'll see right it's taken me a little bit to get used to uh you know when you would see like a box score like okay yeah. it's probably a takedown escape takedown escape now uh-huh. like, all right it was three it's taking me a little bit to like run the math through my head to be like what actually probably happened in the match you know yeah yeah I, on mike i've said that's a Three point three. 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 Um, so yeah, on Mike, it, it has tripped me up. But all right, last one is who is on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling? All four. Yeah. Uh, fuck, I got my four favorites. All right. Yeah, I'll do my four favorites: right. Lincoln McRavey, Satiev, Fetsayev. Yes. And uh gotta, gotta be Americans. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. All right. Lincoln McGravy, John W. Is that the first McElroy we've gotten, Joel? Yes. That is the yes. first McElroy. I love it. That's how me and my dad actually bonded watching wrestling. We would watch just Lincoln McGravy clips. It was awesome. Okay. Boom, boom, yeah. We had like we had the VHS at West Gym. We had like the tapes, put them in there, just watch Lincoln Mac baby show boot scoots and wrestle at practice. It's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so John W. Lincoln Mac, who else? Get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Uh, I want to say Gable. But if we're looking at stats, Schultz is definitely – I don't know, man. All right, so you got 
Gable, McElravey, and John W. Let me see. I need a list. I'm having a hard time with this. The Americans. Uh, well, you guys tell me yours. Give me a little bit. No. Just give me a little bit. <laughs> no. This is supposed to be hard. We do it because it's hard. Okay. <laughs> Mentally hard stuff. I hate doing. Physically, it's great. Uh, John W. And by the way, don't feel bad because everyone gets tripped up on the fourth. Yeah. So everyone will rattle off the first three, but the fourth is always the trouble. Trouble one. I gotta think in like the Olympics. Ninety-six. Yeah, go Sanderson. Okay. Yeah. Oh, what was my third? Wait, what was my third one? So it was Dan Gable, John Smith, Lincoln McElravey. Scratch Gable. Scratch Gable. Right, I'm just so, saying, I think I can put someone in like with maybe a little different. Okay. So we got Kale. Yeah, Kale. I'm, yeah, I'm going Schultz. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I like that. I don't know that we've had Dave Schultz. This is, complete, this is completely biased. This is just people I like. No, no. That's fine. That's okay. I mean, if we're looking numbers. I'm sure there's better numbers out there. Sure. Um, but I love Dave Schultz because I think he was such an innovator and he deserves to be up there, man. Yeah. I think he really does. Super innovative, man. Like he changed, changed so much. You didn't have to be from Oklahoma State or Iowa mm -hmm. to win. Like that was cool to me too. So. He was, uh, he was Wisconsin. He was Oklahoma. He was Oklahoma, but I'm saying like Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah. You didn't have to wrestle for Oklahoma State or Iowa to be on the team and win right, a gold medal. Tell me y'all's list then. Well, so for me, it's JB. Ooh, okay. It's John W. It's Kale Sanderson and Dan Gable. Um, You're close. Yeah. So, John, like for different reasons, of course, right? Yeah. Like, like I, I think that this sport has changed so much because of at least three of those people, right? Like Dan yeah. Gable set a bar of like, okay, if you work hard, you can pretty much do everything. Cause Dan Gable is not the most talented wrestler ever. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but he, like he set the bar and then John comes along in the nineties or eighties, late eighties, early nineties. Yep. And he said, okay, that that's like the postmodern version of the sport where technique plus hard work can mm -hmm. get you pretty much everything you want. And then you've got JB comes along in 2011. They wrestling. Yeah. It's like, I guess just he, he's the full package, right? Mm -hmm. Like he is, you have to be everything now. You have to watch what you eat and you have to strength train yeah. and you have to have technique and you have to be hardworking. And by the way, you probably should have a social media presence. And by yeah. the way, you know what I mean? So it's like he is as complete and he is kind of the meta modern version for me. And then there's Kale who real hard to beat him as far as coaching. Yeah. You know, he was a great competitor, probably one of the best pure wrestlers um, that we've seen. But what he's done for coaching, can't beat him right now. Can't nope. beat him. Really hard. So, yeah, those that's my Rushmore. I don't know if we've ever gone through our Rushmore. Have we, Joel? No. Well, that's good to know. What's yours, Joel? Oh, man. 
I don't want to have a cop out here, but I feel like mine's pretty similar to Mike. Uh, Damn it. JB and Kale. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Smith. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a big wrestling historian, uh-huh. but I mean, it's hard to turn down Dan Gable. Like Gable, right? Yeah. I mean, here's a hand freaking Wheaties box, dude. I mean, if you're thinking of guys that like change the sport, that I want to put Asker in there too. Then you know what I'm saying? You might be yes, one hundred percent. Like that's that's that is to me like that the transformative aspect of this, and like people think that Ben transformed wrestling because of funk and stuff like that and it did he did mm-hmm. like him rolling around with jake herbert on national television that was a big deal like yeah. him they looked like two singlets in a dryer for seven minutes and people were like yo what is that yeah what is that that's not what i'm used to and yeah that changed the sport for sure but he also cleaned up technique yeah couldn't take low singles anymore like you couldn't take shitty shots anymore because guys would get too good at well, hell of a win for him. I think I would have got my ass beat a lot more. You were you were a little funkier in college or in high school, rather in high school. But you yeah. you figured it out more in college for sure. Yeah, definitely had different areas. But it's like I'm biased with the three point takedowns. Like, great, I would have been coming out of the first period nine to three. Like <laughs> we're in a we're in a hole now. Stop <laughs> going. I think when you when you talk about transforming the sport, do you like you think of everybody coming from the top level right and you talk about you know jb but i think ashman's actually a really interesting pick too because he's really transformed the sport but really more so at like a lower level like how clubs operate how you're how you're practicing what that what the whole process of getting into the sport looks like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and you can win multiple national titles and not you know and and look a lot different right like he he had you know and, and ben will say this like he's not you know, shy about that. He had dad bod, dude, in college, like 174 pound dad bod. Yeah. You know, he wasn't ripped. He, Jake Herbert looked like the, the you know, a, a super like Hulk. Yeah. He was a monster, dude. He was an absolute monster. All right, Lou, you're the best. You're the best. Dude. I appreciate you guys having me on. I had a good time. That's good, man. I'm psyched to have Sorry you. For the I'm, trying to, I'm not really actually trying to work on that, but. It was, it was wonderful. It made me so happy. Lou, you're the best. We'll talk to you next time, brother. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, sure. I'll see you. Thank you.